money is so cheap right now refinancing pulling the dead money out is the right thing to do if you have a gain of any kind any kind you could put that into opportunity zone don't have to pay any taxes you're listening to the expertish podcast be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start? Welcome to Expertish Podcast with Jay Johnson. And today my guest is Vinny Chopra. Hi, Vinny. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. After the miracle morning this morning, I got up at about maybe 5.15 or so and have had four meetings already, which oh, is gosh. exciting. And we are closing on a deal in Atlanta. Today is the closing, which is very exciting. Then we are building senior assisted living in Florida. So it's been a pretty eventful morning, you know, and it's only, what, 10 8, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, right. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I mean, your energy is already off the charts, always smiling, you know, as norm for you. And that's, that's a huge part of your success, I feel like. You know, kind of it is in the sense that I have always been a very positive person. You know, I mean, after coming to USA from India, my beginnings were humble beginnings. I don't really remember too many negative things in my life, but I had a pretty good, you know, a nice upbringing, six siblings living in one bedroom apartment <laughs> wow. with my parents and had no refrigerator, uh, no telephone, uh, no uh, television, you name it. We didn't have anything, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. We How were happy. We were happy though. We yeah. Yeah, you know, that's something um, I've definitely realized as I've gotten older, too. Some of my uh, best memories are in different times in my life when uh, things were just simple. You yeah. know what I mean? I, you have everything you need, and that's that's really all that you need to be happy as well. well. I agree with you. I think it's the mindset, right? You know, and of course, I've learned about mindset, controlling my mind, my subconscious, my conscious, my attitude, uh, you know, after reading lots and lots of books, 40 some years back when I came, you know, people gave me the book on Dale Carnegie, right? Right. How to and influence people and W.J. Schwartz, Magic of Thinking Big. And then, of course, uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Who can forget that one, right? Mm -hmm. All the great Zig Ziglar's, the Jim Rowan's. So they have affected my thinking. I want to really blame them. No, credit them. <laughs> Thank them. Thank them, right? <laughs> Thank them for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I and kind of about that, you know, you're talking about that the beginnings when you first came to US, you you came more or less with nothing, correct? And and did you go straight to the Bay Area? When you first you know, came. not really, not really, mm -hmm. Jay. Actually, I am a mechanical engineer from India, uh -huh. and I went to a very big company, which is the largest company now in India, by the way. Oh, wow. I, I was just wondering about it, you know, what I would have become there. But yeah. I wanted to do my MBA in marketing. I uh -huh. thought engineering and marketing together will be pretty good, you know, right. uh, combination. So I came with $7 in my pocket, came to New York, LaGuardia Airport. And then my uncle actually sponsored me for the first semester at George Washington University. Oh, so wow. you could only come into this country if somebody could sponsor you. Right, right. Well, that's a, that's a great story of how to start, right? 
It did, you know, I mean, as a young man, I mean, you know, what happened was the uh, airline was on strike that was going to take me from LaGuardia Airport to Washington, D.C. Airport, right? And I said, oh, no, you know, my God, my family waiting for me and this and that. And, you know, I had thick accent and, you know, and nobody could understand me. So they flew me in a helicopter, literally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from LaGuardia Airport to Newark, New Jersey Airport. Here, this man coming from India, looking through the lights of the bridges. It's like afternoon, you know, anyway. So that vivid memory I still have. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a great way to kick it off for sure. It's a great way to start. What kind of got you to trans, I guess, transfer from that engineering background into like the investing, like the multi, you know, I know now multifamily is your, is your thing. So what initially triggered that uh, switch? You know, I would say, let's just go back to when I sold Bible books. Some people oh, might gosh. know I sold encyclopedias, educational books, door-to-door knocking, things like that to earn my tuition uh-huh. because I didn't want to be burdened on my uh, my uh, uncle and aunt, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, I lived with them for two and a half years without paying any rent, no lodging, no fee. I mean, I lived like their family member. That's how right. Indian culture is. But then when I did this selling, I just enjoyed myself so much. It was hard, but it got my mind right and perseverance. I was working 80 hours a week, you know, knocking on doors. So that's what converted me from an engineer to a salesperson. And I became a promotional consultant, a motivational speaker and fundraiser for a long, long, long time. But we were buying single family homes and we've been married 41 years this year. It's coming up this Saturday, by the way. Congratulations the anniversary. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we moved to Bay Area. So we were over there in Ohio in a one-bedroom or two-bedroom apartment with cockroaches, I remember. (laughs) And when I told my wife we might be moving to California, she says, get me out of this mess right here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which we did. We came to San Francisco area. That's Uh where we've been living now for the last 41 years. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Well, congrats on the, your uh, anniversary for wow. soft. That's, that's huge. That's a huge accomplishment in itself. You know, you're right. I mean, you know, in America, we are like 50% divorces or in some communities might be even larger number. So I know in the India Hindu culture, I'm a Hindu by religion and I respect every religion because I think we all are doing the best we can karmas you know, to live a good, good life. And we have a different ways. But the key thing is that, you know, we want to really die till eternity. And that's how my wife and I believe, you know, that, you know, we are here for one person and so on. But, you know, the real estate started with us because our friend circle, 41 years back, we're talking about real estate. Hold Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) What is the proximity of getting into a circle where, People are talking about real estate. So that's what got us going. Well, that's, I think that's, uh, that's a huge thing too, because I've, I've learned, you know, my, my background was military for 26 years. So even within that, so, you know, you have your circle of people and your peers, you have those subgroups within there too. And you usually find each other somehow or another, you find each other and people are interested in different things. So uh, even within a, a larger kind of peer group, you end up, 
kind of just naturally gravitating to the people who have maybe certain inclination towards things. And, you know, now like uh, we, we mostly work with military and veterans and it's great how you, there's people that even I may have met 15 years ago in the military that now are kind of coming back into that circle because we all have that common interest, which is pretty Awesome. awesome, right? It's awesome. It's really awesome. I think one should be very vigilant and always be thinking and planning, you know, what we are doing with our life Mm -hmm. and how we could make it better. I'm sure everybody wants that. But the key thing is to really put it into action, right? right? You know, I remember thinking about, okay, how can we really save some money as a young couple? And I was making very little money at that time. But we said, okay, let's save $10,000 and buy a single family apartment, a single family home, which we did in the Central Valley. We couldn't buy around here in San Francisco area. But that property went five times in a few years. I couldn't believe it, you know, and then we bought other properties. Yeah. I think that's a a great point too. I feel like sometimes people, when they first start reading a lot of investing books, they start paying attention and they want to jump out and hit a home run right off the bat. And there has to be a little bit of patience. You know, you have to take that first step and, you know, let that uh, first, you know, the first one, I I feel like I don't want to say the hardest, but you have to have the most patience, but it's also where you learn the most, I feel. You know, I totally agree with you, Jay, because I think it's the, uh, first of all, I think the mindset, right? You've got to say, I am doing a W-2 job, which I was, by the way, and I'm going to find time. I decided I'm not going to watch TV. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But in the evening times, I devoted two hours religiously in learning the materials and finding out. I'm a very curious guy. So Google is my best friend. Google and YouTube are my two best friends. And of course, a lot of other mentors. But the thing is nowadays, well, back then too, I just wanted to know what I didn't know. I'm the guy. I didn't know what LOI was. Letter right. of intent. Right. I didn't know what IRR now. Still, I don't know. I, I do <laughs> know that. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a little hard term. But, you know, return on investment mm. and other things and cash flow. So one can learn those things, yeah. right? But you got to have the mindset. And then before even anything starts, I believe, if you want to be successful in any decision we make, mm-hmm. we need to be totally committed to it. Yes. I think commitment level is so important in life that, you know, we make so many dreams. We have so many dreams. We have so many goal setting we do on paper or in the mind. A lot of people do on the mind. Right. I believe in writing it down and looking at it again and again and again and again to right. see, am I moving towards the goal or should I be just not be very straight to yourself? I think when we do brushing in the morning, the CEO of our life is standing in front of us. <laughs> That's, it's funny that you say it that way because my goals, um, I, I just put them in dry erase on my actual bathroom mirror. So, yes. so that every day when I do wake up and brush my teeth, if I go to shave, I have to see that, you know, first thing in the morning every day. I love it. I love it totally. And, you know, and you should just kind of, you know, knock on a couple of times and wake us up because so many times people, get up in the morning dead. What Mm -hmm. I mean by that is they're just not in the right mood and they are not just, you know, they're just putting on the alarm clock and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the thing is I get up now 
by itself, 4.45, 5 o'clock, things mm-hmm. like that. But it's just the internal clock. It's the whys, why I want to make a difference in the lives of people today. Right? That really does uh, bring up all the fun things. See, the many of us want to make more money and give to charities and do a lot of things and help family make a difference in this life, right? We are such a short period on this earth. If we live up to 80, 90 years, it's like a dot, you know, in the whole scheme of things. So we should take ourselves very lightly. I believe in those things very lightly, but make the best of the best in the energy that we put it out around us. Because the people who would like us will be the people we build, right. the people we respect, and the people we add value to. Absolutely. They became uh, your best resources as well, you know, because you do build, you build mutual trust. And when people see that you're, you're legitimately care about, you know, their well-being or, you know, the well-being of a project or your group of friends or whatever the case is, people see through a lot of the BS that we see out there today, you know, people will eventually see through it if they don't right away. So if you're, if you're kind of true to yourself and to what you stand for, eventually that comes out. And I think it's always going to be a win in the long run, just, you know, sticking to that and what your, what your morals are and your direction. hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, I mean, everybody that we spend time, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes during the day, yeah. we could just give them the best of the best at that moment to them, which can uplift them, increase their thinking, knowledge, and have more knowledge once they leave us so that they feel that, oh my gosh, that was great to meet with that person. You know, I want to tell other people about it or something because life is a circle. I always believe that you cannot burn bridges. You've got to keep everybody. The network is net worth. We heard and everything, right? right? The key thing is to add value to everybody and then be also jealous of your time. Right. That is so important too, because we could really while away a lot of time and we are not helping people. So I'm trying to be better at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a very deliberate process though, isn't it? Because you get right. I mean, like you said, you've already had four meetings even before taking the time for this podcast and it does get difficult sometimes to schedule in time to give someone a hundred percent of your of your, you know, your mind during a certain period of time where you're not already kind of multitasking other things, which, you know, it's just, it's difficult. It's a, it's something that takes a little bit of a dedication to learn to do. You know, it does. And it's like respecting the God or the human being that I'm talking to you right now Mm -hmm. and your partner, I'm totally immersed. You know, I'm not got anything in my mind whatsoever because I don't want to, I want to give my hundred 30% 30% or 200% just to what you are talking to me about and what I'm replying. I, I, I felt like when I kind of got into this, you know, this business uh, after my military time, one of the difficult things for me was exactly that because you, there was so much to do. There was so much to learn, especially starting off that I feel like um, in the beginning, I wasn't maximizing those relationships. So I wasn't giving, you know, even a a good effort would have been like maybe 80% of attention during a time, which, which really just isn't enough. But I mean, it was a learning process, but also I was shortchanging myself because 
no matter what role you think you take in a meeting or a gathering or something like that, there's always stuff that you will gain. So if I'm splitting my attention or my mind's off thinking about what I still have to do, I'm not going to be learning from that other person that I'm, that I'm working with that uh, you can just never uh, underestimate what someone else is going to bring to the table as well. I, I fully understand and I totally agree with you because I think the game, it's the respect of the visit together right. that you know, being on time and being punctual and be totally immersed in the conversation and, you know, being able to give the very best in that 20, 30, 40 or one hour. Same thing is true in the meetings we hold in our fully integrated companies. You right. know, when I'm there, with the Zoom meetings nowadays, the whole world is on Zoom. We want to make sure that we are totally present and not really getting deflected into right. other things because other people are really counting on our input and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think I guess that's a good point too. Uh, a lot of people had to learn this for the first time in the last year when we did go yeah. so remote, huh? Because people who weren't already doing that now had to learn to kind of yeah. be self-disciplined when they're sitting in a Zoom and not not off on their email or something like that. So yeah, yeah, that's I guess another challenge from last year as well. Let's get a little bit into um, what brought you then eventually into multifamily. I mean, I feel like it's a logical uh, mm -hmm. growth into it. You know, starting with that single property, which let's face it, like most, I feel like most people do start with a single property, correct? You know, that's the bared entry. And no, totally, Jay. You know, I mean, we kept on buying. You know, I even remember going flying with my wife to Arizona and the broker we had talked to, and we bought two houses there in that day. We bought other ones in Atlanta in Texas and we had properties in California. We had land. There were four homes and all these single family, right? Yeah. So we sat down. We said, oh my gosh, how much is the cash flow that we are really making? Because I as a W-2 employee, so I could not really spend a lot of time in managing them. So we were having property management companies manage them all right. around the globe, right? I mean, yeah, in India too, by the way, we had properties oh, wow. there. You know, so that's when I just became a broker about 15, 18, 16 years back. Mm -hmm. I became a broker. I'm a California broker now, but haven't sold or bought or anything. Actually, right. as I just felt like I want to be in commercial space mm -hmm. because everybody said commercial is good. Then I started looking into office space and this and hospitality and multifamily. Being an engineer just caught my attention. I said, oh my gosh, if I have 30 homes all over and I can have 30 units in one place, economies of scale, collection of rents, everything, changing of the roof, only two roofs, maybe boiler, only one boiler. I mean, it just right. made sense. Yeah. Well, that's a, a, good, a good thing that you brought up was having those properties spread out everywhere. That's something like obviously with military uh, you know, sphere as well. That's how a lot of people do get started with picking up a home every time they transfer, you know, yeah. which is a great way to accumulate those properties. But eventually, I think that's a great point to look at. And when some of my uh, friends will ask, because, you know, they're here in San Diego, uh, yeah. a lot of them are like, hey, well, I want to maybe invest out of state because the cost, you know, uh, to entry, which makes sense as well. But I do, I do always remind them, I'm like, Hey, don't scatter too widely because you're going to have to build your, your little team of support in each of those places, you know, a good rental management, which I think we both know can be difficult to find good rental management. Yes. 
1000%. And that's how we got vertically integrated 14 years back when I started in Odessa, Midland, Texas. Mm -hmm. That's where I started. Some people might know my duplex I bought. I still own the duplex there. But then we bought 14 units there. We sold it. Then we bought 109 units there, then 88 units, then other one, then 132. So I like to get into one area and buy several. Then we went to San Antonio, bought nine properties there, I think, nine different ones. Then I went to Houston, bought 10 over there. So that's where you're right. Economies of scale is very big. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, that's huge. I I know for especially people that are uh, really getting started and they only have a handful if they're spread in four different areas, that can really drain you. Um, and, and you're not really saving, sometimes you're not even saving the time having people to manage it when you're, you're dealing with those people a lot. So I think that's, that's a, a, a big interest. And before we get too, too deep into multifamily, a question for you, because you brought up commercial. In your opinion, what, uh, what are we going to see different or will we see stuff different in the commercial space, you know, coming out of like, you know, a lot of people working remotely now and, things like that. Do you, do you have some, some Vinny predictions on that one? You know, yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I read a lot and I keep myself updated. I know the uh, office space was uh, thought to be going way down, but then I think the CEOs of the companies have kind of revised it and now they still feel that they will need more space, but I've not been in office space at all. I'm not in shopping center space or retail mm-hmm. centers. Hospitality, yes, we bought a Hilton Garden in we'll be buying some more hotels in my portfolio but multifamily i would say definitely is there for two three reasons i'll explain why most of these are everybody knows about it that's the millennials are loving portability we knew that going in even more so now the millennials who are able to work remotely if they are not in the service sector they love to not own a single family home but they want b class or b plus class or c plus class with good amenities amenities is the word even the new developments that we are going to be building and other people are building maybe office space Mm-hmm. along with two bedroom and a small office would be very ideal for mm-hmm. coming up new constructions. But at the same token, there is a pent up demand. 74 million millennials are going to be renting. So huge, huge uh, bandwidth, you know. The other part is 10,000 baby boomers like me mm-hmm. uh, are retired, are turning 65. So mm-hmm. every day, 10,000 people are turning 65. So seniors, there is a big population of 54 million or something right now, 65 plus, which would be 100 million, 100 million in the next 30 years. So that's where I think both those segments are going to keep the demand for apartments, communities pretty strong, pretty strong. You can't go wrong. And it's, it's kind of interesting that it is like a full circle there as well. You know, people getting into, you know, that, that part of their life where they're buying and then also finishing up are kind of full circle back to apartments. Yeah. You're so right about it because the baby boomers, they are kind of downsizing is the word, right? The kids have grown up and now they're 65 or 68 or 70, you know, if they, 
need some assistance, right? In cooking or something happened, they had a slip or fall or anything can happen in life, right? right? So that's why my company, along with my partners, Built Senior Living, Shahid Imran, we have moved on to a new segment in multifamily where we are building luxury senior assisted livings, Right. You know, we can maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. And and how about a little bit of the difference in that? Because because I know um, I was listening to one of your podcasts and it, and it kind of differentiated a little bit between the the more um, I believe you called it active senior like the yes, 65 yes. and then they assisted for the sixty five umbrella here. If that's oh, that's <laughs> I know the sun is very bright. I've got very bald, big, big ceilings. No, you're so right. What has happened is, see, the senior housing, and we have a very good chart. I would love to send it to you, by the way, in a PowerPoint, if your audience would like to look at that. You know, I'll send you a couple of slides and three slides, four slides. And what it is is that it's a choice driven to the left. If everybody who's listening to us or watching us will start from the left side, which is choice driven. And then to the farthest right is need driven, we call it. 100% need driven and then choice driven 100%. So in the choice driven 100% on the left, it's the independent living. It's the 55 plus living. It's the downsizing into condominiums. Right. It's single family homes in a resort and with the golf club and uh, golf, you know, and all the amenities, right? And maybe even very big recreational centers, which has got some very good things for the seniors, right? So that's over here, right there. Then it comes to the next one. And then the third one, is assisted living. So independent living is another word, right? right? You can live independently, but then maybe one of the spouse uh, passes away. Oh my gosh. So now the life starts taking a dive because you start missing that element right. of having that belonging to the person, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then if somebody has a slip and fall, now they need assistance because in dressing up or bathing or they can't cook, things like that, right? So right. that's where we are in. We are in independent and assisted living and memory care. Memory care is also need-driven. So assisted living is need-driven and memory care is need-driven in the middle. It's state licensing, not federal. Mm -hmm. And we don't need any equipment of medical equipments or doctors or medical beds or anything right. in our facilities. Oh, very good. Cool. So that's in the middle. The independent and assisted living, we take independent spouse if their other spouse is assisted living driven, right? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's who we take in our 88 to 92 units. So we are building multifamily from scratch over five to seven acres of land. So we want to, you know, give them the best of the best of their uh, golden years, we call it. Mm -hmm. As they spoiled us, we want to spoil them. So that's our logo, my partner Shahid's logo, which is our company logo now. And so what we are doing is seven acre of land with four to six courtyards, single story, 
always single story, right. you know, and it's got four dining halls, it's got spas, it's got movie theater, it's got library, it's got uh, a grand piano, the ballroom or whatever, and then it's got uh, a private, di- uh, yeah, I mentioned it, spas and mm-hmm. salons, everything built in there. And then putting greens and the swing pools and all those things, right? So we want to give them the best of the best to live in the our communities. Hampton Manor is our brand. Hampton Manor of Dundee, Hampton Manor of Cape Coral, Hampton Manor of the city. So if okay. you just Google that, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I will. Sure, I'm ready to move in now. Can I get a kind of? Bless your heart, you know. And the good part is, with our capture studies and the locations we are going to, we want to give not the very rich this luxury. We want to give the middle, middle, middle size. You know, yeah. like the average, you know, income of forty-seven to fifty-seven thousand. I think usually. Mm-hmm. Is where we are trying to build these and then give the 4,500 to 5,500 per month, which yeah. includes everything except the cell phone. So mm-hmm. actually that covers all the three meals, the snacks, uh, all the caregiving 24 hours from our caregivers, the nurse, mm-hmm. everybody, a nurse actually only one is needed. And then sous chefs and other chefs, and mm-hmm. they cook to order five star every meal, snacks all included, transportation all included, everything, usage of the facilities, everything included in that food. $4,500. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I, I think it's awesome too, to see that you you've taken something that's uh, there. It's a never ending need. Cause as you said, you know, 10,000 people turning 65 per day, um, yes. you know, so that need isn't going away. Uh, so you, it's a, it's a smart investment. It's a great investment, but also you get to give great quality, like you said, you know, giving back. So it, it's a win-win all the way around. No, it really is. It really is. If I may, again, expand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm a logical person. Being mm-hmm. the logical engineer, I always felt like I was chasing for 29 syndications I've done in buying apartments. They were already built up right. to 4,500 units or something. So those were built already. And I was chasing the working class. Yeah. I was chasing the jobs, 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 jobs. But now with the multifamily in the senior living, mm-hmm. I'm chasing non-working class. Right. <laughs> Which is not driven by the economy. Right. It's not driven by any ups and downs of the job market. If anybody, you know, most of the communities we are building them, there are not big jobs there anyway. These right. are the retirement communities. So. Right. That way, and the best part also, Jay, is that we are building it brand new, class A plus. So the appliances are brand new, the heating and ventilating, the roofs, the parking lot, everything, all interiors are brand new. So there is zero different maintenance. Right. There is zero. I mean, we don't even have. I think we may have full time. I don't think we have. We contract them out, the maintenance people, because we don't need any. Right. We have no, no, uh, you know, work orders at all. <laughs> but That's then the other part is this already retired class. They live longer in our multifamily, about twenty-eight to thirty-six months. Uh, okay. So and there is zero delinquency. 
Yeah. In this multi-family class, there is zero delinquency because the money is collect, uh, put into the bank by their, uh, you know, the uh, long-term insurance or reverse mortgage or mm. their savings or revocable trust, all those things, right? Mm. So the money comes and no concessions. That's that's huge. And, and turnover being a, a big money loss, you know, normally in investments. So what do you see in your other multifamilies outside of the senior space? What's the normal um, turnover there as opposed to the 20 some to 36 months? Good point. We just purchased our property uh, in Austin, Texas, right? Mm -hmm. Eight units and we are 97 percent occupied, right? You know, so we have been buying the one I bought, $52 million deal in Orlando. I think we had 97% occupied, 96% than the one down there. So we are selling the C class to be truthful. So we are finding a lot higher, you know, um, uh, good returns mm -hmm. in the B, B plus class, Jay. But at the same token, turnover is inherent in every in every class right because yeah. the workspace if the people have moves or you know or they had to buy a home maybe right you know that mm -hmm. could be a turnover there but it's minimum i would say you know minimum but you're right it depends i look for three employers minimum a uh -huh. uh, big time when i buy the properties like when i bought in uh, atlanta i'm very happy today because I bought this property for twelve million two two four in two thousand seventeen, okay. April. I'm sold it today for nineteen million dollars. Oh my gosh! Wow, seven million increase, and I didn't do maybe two hundred thousand. I put into it. That's right. all in the different maintenance. Because yeah. you asked me some turnover numbers. That's sure. why it just dawned on me to share that. You know, not to brag or anything, but it just happened today. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's, uh, brings up another great point that we, I guess, have to go over with a lot of times people that are starting just again, starting out and not being patient, or maybe they just see like, they'll hear us talk about this and they think, oh gosh, I need to make a couple million off, off this deal. But, but it does come with time and it does, you know, come with a little bit of patience once you get started. But in 2017, you just, you know, said you bought this in 2017. So we're like, People even then, because I was hearing the same things, oh gosh, and, and be, being here in California, especially, oh, the market's so high, we need yeah. to wait for the downturn. If you hadn't purchased at that time, look look at what a great, it, there's it, there's never a bad time. I mean, yeah. there are bad investments. There, You might pick the wrong property, you can you make some wrong moves, but it's not a bad time. No, it's not. You're so right. I'm so ready to invest 100 million right now into Austin, into Tennessee, into mm -hmm. Florida markets at this moment right now. Jay, you're so right. See, you got to underwrite it well, I say, mm -hmm. you know, very thoroughly. You need to see what your convictions are, you know, why you are liking that property. I like this property. They were townhouses. Nobody lived above. It was on 22, 23 acres of land. Mm -hmm. I bought it in one hour, literally oh, wow. one hour. <laughs> I know. I went to buy another property, which I bought it, 267 units. And the broker said, Vinnie, are you busy? I said, no, I'm standing in the parking lot of that property. Due diligence was going on on yeah. that property. By the way, I bought for 10 million, 100, sold it for 15 million already. 
in 2019 i sold it okay. in two years i sold yeah. it in two years this one i'm selling in four years you know right, but right. anyway but no what he said was really let me show you this one he showed me and the operating memorandum this thick he says we were trying to send it out to the investors tonight but if you like it we can hold off right. i said you know what i will do the number crunching and i'll have a contract for you tomorrow not an LOI, but contract, yeah. and I did. <laughs> right. Well, hey, knowing knowing what you want and being able to move, there's something to be said for that too, correct? Surely, surely, definitely. I mean, the big thing is you want to be totally aware where the market is going. As yeah. syndicators, as passive investors, we should always be looking at the track record of the people we are investing money with, of course, but at the same token, we should see, are we okay with the area? Because we cannot change the neighborhood. We can only change our property with the value adds and things and everything, but we cannot control the neighborhood. So we need to be really, really on top of where the jobs are coming. I knew in this area, new school was coming. I knew the um, movie th movie. Uh, no, what's it called? Metro centers of Atlanta was coming mm -hmm. because of the movies are being made in Atlanta now right. and not in Hollywood that much. All those things and the warehouses were coming. So I knew some people told me, Vinnie, no, 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 no. There is a little bit crime. I said, don't worry about it. As the opportunity comes and a lot more people put more money into the properties, everything will be fine. So anyway, I took that step. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, again, you had multiple, like you, you know, like you said, you want three basically job sources in yes. areas that you, yes. that you invest. And, and I think that's something that, uh, not just jobs, but just any type of opportunity coming yes. I think it's big. And even when you're purchasing, if you're purchasing your primary residence, even for a future investment, which right. happens a lot with the military okay. clientele, like if if you have a choice between something where you know for instance here in san diego there's things like you know there's certain areas that are the city wants to redevelop so you know money's going to be put into that we have the stadium uh that used to be the charger stadium right and so now that's being redeveloped for uh, an expansion campus for stsu and a new and a new stadium there so that's going to bring a lot to that area um yes the trolleys moving to different areas, all yes. those things factor the growth in the areas that those expand to. So if people are paying attention to that, they can even, even their primary home that they're going to live in a couple of years, purchase ahead of those things. And by the time they're ready to, to move on to the next, or, or even if they decide to stay, the, 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 I guess the increase in value is coming to them. Kind of like you said, instead of chasing the working class, now yeah. you, now you're just, they're coming to you, right? You're doing senior, yeah. senior living, they come to you. And it's kind of the same with, um, you know, it, I, I feel like any investment, right. From single family to just the two to four units up to okay. the multifamily you're working, you know, if you're ahead of the growth, you can't miss. Totally. A hundred percent what you're saying, you know, I mean, it's doing, it doesn't take that long to just do some special things like U-Haul reports, right? Or the van line reports, we saw them, how many people are moving into certain areas. Right. So that tells us why people are moving there is because of the jobs they are getting. And that's why they are moving there for affordability and things. If you can get there to those places sooner, just like you said, yes. Right. And I would highly make a 
big recommendation that please, please, please always buy a duplex, a fourplex, a sixplex, and eightplex. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, uh, again, eightplex or 10 units, it's one transaction. And it's easier to get loans on those than 10 homes. And the other part is there is money flowing all around us. There is $34 trillion trillion in retirement funds in USA. So there is a lot of people who have a lot of money. And that has been the real reason where I am today. Literally, and my goal is now to get $2 billion into senior living constructions and all. And it's called the world is syndication, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to put a plug on my book, but syndication is the world, which means like pooling the money together. Mm -hmm. And that has been the big turbo engine in my success because Mm -hmm. I had some money. But mm-hmm. I spent only five hundred dollars of my money to build this empire. Right. Only five hundred. Five hundred dollars of my own money. That's that's amazing. Yeah. That is yeah. amazing. And, yeah. and it can be done. I mean, that's just proof that it can be done. Um yeah. on the on the military side now, um, I don't know if you're aware, just a year ago, a little over a year ago, the VA loan entitlement changed. So now it's unlimited for, for your primary property, but so you can buy up to a four unit. So now, I mean, to me, it's exactly what you're saying. So zero down, you can buy up to four units and that's a great jump into investing. You you know, you can live in one rent the others, which as you know, that the average comes down, right? Those three are going to be paying more than their share of your mortgage. And what a great way to get started in a great investment without having to put any of your money down. I totally agree. I'm so glad you said it. I came to know that you're right. Up to four units is considered as primary residence. Right. And you can actually have three other great, you know, tenants. I never say tenants, residents who are living in your community of four, you know, to be able to paying down the mortgage, paying the mortgage interest, and then you could refi that yes. pull the money out and mm-hmm. buy another fourplex and another fourplex. Yep. That's actually um, something I'm doing as a kind of as a project with one of my purchases. I purchased um, 2012, just a, a two unit multifamily, you know, so it's like a duplex, but separate, separate homes on the lot. And I've done a similar thing to that. I renovated a little later with a HELOC. So I have no money in it. So mm-hmm. had it for a few years, just kind of like at a break even um, minus the IRR, right? So it was still benefiting me and then took the HELOC to renovate both and then started making really good returns. And then in 2019, and again, it took some patience, right? Because I wasn't putting my own money into this one. That was kind of the, the goal of the project. 2019, I did exactly what you said. I did the cash out refi, got rid of the HELOC and that original mortgage took, I didn't take all the equity, but I took um, you know, enough to down payment on a new construction townhome in one of those areas that, uh, you know, where there was development coming and then the rest to renovate another project, which is already, um, you know, paid back out. So I still have all that money uh, built back from that cash out refi. And I just want to follow what you can build from, like you said, zero money into it. How much can you kind of grow that into with a little bit of patience? One thing for sure, definitely, you know, money is so cheap right now. Refinancing, pulling the dead money out is the right thing to do. Really, really right right thing to do. You know, with the senior side, you've got the people coming to you, right? People moving into you. So 
maybe a little more into that of like what you're looking for in areas, which, because I agree with you too, I think that the area can be more important than the property itself, correct? Totally, totally, always, always. Any kind of, you know, real estate, anybody wants to buy location, 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 the area is the most important, this is the universal rule. And Mm -hmm. that is so important that we do all findings, all the reports. I mean, we should be the biggest detective to find the right market for senior living, for retirees and everybody, how people are coming, what's the growth in that city, how it's gone up, what's the net worth of the people, because, you know, they're retired. They're not working anymore. So we want to make sure that they can afford to live right in the senior communities that we are building so we call this as a capture rate capture rate is what's coming in product is coming out you know in the next five years or 10 years for the retirees and then we hire outside companies after we do internally we hire outside company to give us even more detailed 90 page report because we have to immerse ourselves for next two years Mm -hmm. in building it. It takes Mm -hmm. us nine months to 12 months to get the permits, Mm -hmm. ordinance changes, lock in the land, and then put in the LOI on the land to close in six months to nine months. Because that dirt is worth zero to us if we don't get all the permits. Then it goes into the whole architectural drawings and all the layouts and all the feasibility studies. So it's a pretty labor intensive and money intensive proposition that I've gotten into, you know? Then we take the recourse loan on the construction. Mm -hmm. Wow. So from the bank has to then give you the loan to start constructing. Now, we didn't even talk about the general contractors and the subcontractors. So it's a whole different ball game for me, but I'm always open to something new challenges, (laughs) but I partnered with a wonderful soul who has done 23 of them already. 23, Build Senior Living is his website and Shahid Imran is my partner. So we are really, really excited to know each other. And now we are working so I can raise money as a fundraiser, uh, a moneymaker or syndicator. And I have multifamily experience, Mm -hmm. uh, 4,500 doors and blah, blah. But the key thing is he's got a portfolio of 400 million. I've got 441. So we are uniting now for almost a billion portfolio, you know, and that's what it is. So I'm learning but then he's got his inroads into all the know-how how how to do it you know so it's a very synergistic relationship it is you bring your own strengths to the you know combined which is which is huge too and john rusin our third partner Uh john is my vp of the academy and also partner in senior assisted living actually john went to school with shaheed wow at a college that he was pursuing to be a doctor. And then when I wanted to get into senior living, that's called manifestation or law of attraction, you could say. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about getting into senior living about four years back. Right. And then I get John. John said, Vinny, you got to talk to my buddy. He's into senior living and rest was history. So we've known each other now for two, two and a half years. You know, Shaheed, John, and I, and now we are going blasting into going into this whole space. Yeah, I think that's huge. The people kind of like you were talking earlier about the people you're surrounded with, but also the people you partner with. If 
if you know the if you you bring different things and combine together it's it's yeah. crazy what you can accomplish so much more quickly yeah 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 so, for the senior, because uh, I'm so unfamiliar, this is really interesting to me on the senior living thing. Are there, uh, because uh, I like how, you know, you, you kind of bookended it with mil the millennials and then the senior living. On the senior side, is there any benefits tax-wise, like uh, between where you're putting the properties or also is, are there benefits for them? Like as far as, like, I know you said you never have to worry about rents. It also tax benefits to, to them because if they're not Excellent. working, right? Excellent. No, I'm so glad. What you're saying, Jay, is that senior residents, mm -hmm. our respected seniors who need assistance, they're mm -hmm. living as residents on a month-to-month -month lease right. by senior communities, luxury senior communities, because we don't know, you know, they may get sick, they may go into memory care, Alzheimer. So we do it month by month, month and month. But we do due diligence that they have three years of rents in a fund or how it's going to be paid because we don't want them and they don't want to leave us. Once they come into our communities, they right. want to enjoy living the best life ever, you know, in that time. Now the seniors who are investing with me Mm -hmm. More millennials who are investing with me, they are on the other side of the spectrum. So right. they are the investors who are bringing equity with me and our loans and all. And uh -huh. then there are resident seniors, right? We right. do cost segregation to the hilt. We do 1031s to the hilt within the funds and all that. So our investors get huge, huge tax write-offs because right. senior assisted living is a lot more money where we can depreciate because all the furnitures, all the furnishings, everything is brand new. All the commercial kitchens, equipments, right. all these different uh, amenities that we put. Our bathroom cost is much higher than a regular bathroom, right? right? And right. air conditioning is much more sophisticated, right? right? A lot more vaulted ceilings and chandeliers and much different than any multifamily because right. you don't need these chandeliers. There are maybe only one. We got chandeliers in every place, you know? Right. So all those things, we cost segregate, right? Yeah. Okay. And then we also do uh, efficiency with the appliances, with the base financing, we call it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's another element we are very excited about. It's a capital stack of 20% usually that we could get it also over above our property loan so that even brings out. So yeah, there is a lot of fun things happening with the company. And we are building also now uh, yeah. in an opportunity zone, which I'm very excited about. For 10 years, we don't have to pay any taxes. Even my gains of my stock market from last year, yeah. I made, not to brag, 217000 I made in stock market. Those gains are zero. I don't have to pay any taxes because I'm going to take that and put it into opportunity zone. That's crazy. So I didn't know that. Actually, the attorneys and uh, our CPAs are telling me, teaching me more and more. And then my friends from Silicon Valley right here who sell their stocks, like make $2 million or yeah. $4 million in a year gain, 
they never have to pay the taxes on it. I'm just saying that. I'm not a CPA. I'm not an attorney. I want to say that onto the podcast. No, but I'm th- writing notes though, so I can check for myself too, because that's that's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I couldn't believe it. Even precious metals, any kind of gains from even selling a business. If you have a gain of any kind, any kind, you could put that into opportunity zone. Don't have to pay no taxes. I love it. I mean, I knew opportunity zones, huge. Um, there's a lot of good opportunities here in San Diego as well right now. And, um, I think that people are learning to tap in there more and more, but I had no idea that you could roll other, you know, other things. Yeah. Into that. That's, that's cool. And, and it's for the limited partners. Uh-huh. I said, what to my attorney, you're telling me anybody, if you are not even real estate professional, he says, Vinny, anybody can do it. Anybody. If you have any kind of gains in doing any kind of business, you could roll into it. I'm, I'm not an attorney, but you know, we know that people yeah. who have done. Yeah. Right, right. That's amazing. Well, what that's a, a kind of leads me to, I guess, also, I, I don't know if it's, if it's project specific, but what is the normal, like the, um, I guess I say base amount for an investor for you. What's the barrier to entry for someone who wanted to invest with you? You know, usually I've stayed with 100,000 okay. minimum. In mm-hmm. few cases, we have accepted 50 or 75 also. Very gotcha. few. You yeah. know, that's what it is. And now I am, I've been doing 34 syndications, which I did to, uh, 506B as in boy, uh-huh. which is the one which majority of the people do, you know, pre-existing mm-hmm. relationships. But mm-hmm. I'm starting next week a $50 million fund. And which is for 506C. So that will be for accredited investors, right? I would like to do that 50 million for the, I think I can raise within about month or month and a half, 50 million, but Uh then I'll do another fund, then another fund. One fund I'm thinking to do parallel might be 506B also, so Uh that my sophisticated people will get into that one too, if just in case. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So you have, you have quite a few options coming up yes. then. Yes. That's, yes. that's amazing. What about like, can you give me before, I don't want to take up your whole day here. I know you're trying to close on some properties and I'm stuff, all yours. <laughs> but I did want to ask like, what is, what would you say was your biggest hurdle or, or a setback or anything like that? Because they're always going to happen, right? What is one that you had to, that you had to get past? I could write the whole book on it to be truthful. <laughs> you know, I've been, uh, product of not knowing anything Mm -hmm. to now where I am. It's a success overnight. Took me 15 years, I say, you know, (laughs) but I have gone through so many ups and downs. You would not believe it. And the good part is having the right attitude and just moving the needle and just hitting the uh, calamities or adversities and Mm -hmm. the lawsuits and other stuff and bad team members and people ripping you off and you, you name it, you know, bad due diligence and mm-hmm. having cracks in the you know foundations and the sewer lines being, uh, you know, cut off and, uh, you know, dropping the, you know, my cellar, uh, shut down all the water supply to the property for the whole weekend. I had police there. I had, you know, hundred people over there with the newscasting and everything. I mean, you know, you name it. I've gone through everything. I mean, I've gone through irate people. I've gone through all that, right? But that makes you stronger. That's how I look at it, right? And then, you know, I mean, 
the key thing is if you have your attitude that everything is temporary yeah. you know our life is temporary on this earth right very very minimum and the key thing is you got to say don't sweat the small stuff there is a great book by the way don't sweat the small stuff and i also believe that god gives you the challenges because you he takes or he she thinks that god is a she you know that it's going to be you who's going to grow and you can handle it and right. i always have looked at situations that way that you know it's in my lap god you gave me i'm going to find a way to take care of it you know right. unless it's death or paying taxes <laughs> those are the only two things we should fear we should right. not fear about anything i got cyber attacked my whole company oh. 3 years back i lost 391000 391000 i gave my investors their full money back mm-hmm. they wired it to us uh, somewhere in nigeria Oh no. You know, because the email <laughs> came from me pretending to be me. That's who I am. So yeah. I said, you know what? It's your $50,000. Uh-huh. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. You know, you lost it, you know, and some vendors we paid $106,000 to the wrong place. So I pleaded to the vendors to cut down their profit. I'm a negotiator, right? Right, right. I said, you know, let's do win 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 win. If you could cut down your margin from 50% profit to 30% profit and a lot of people they genuinely work with you. Yeah. They work with you because they like you, they trust you and you are totally upfront with them what's happening. So that's how I believe, you know, that you want to really seek out and I never ever ever not negotiate. Right. <laughs> because see the other people can only say no to you. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Totally. It's not a personal rejection to me. Right. It's just that they want to have the best of the best and they will do contractors i've saved millions of dollars for my investments and me because the parking lot which cost me 450000 literally 450 to 350 to 250 i got it done for 123000 dollars wow yeah that's 41000 <laughs> i gave my own money Mm-hmm. they brought the materials and they were very good people two inch asphalt for 192 units and they did it all over the weekend oh wow <laughs> but it was their downtime they yeah. took upon it and they did one thing and they striped it too for me as if yeah. they said we need we love you you gave us the money 41 two days later 41000 again wired into their account and monday 41000 again totally done you know right. <clears throat> so i think it's good to really be very genuine mm-hmm. and then ask your vendors and anybody you're dealing with hey this is in the budget is there any room to go down a bit right right i'm recording it today my attorney my syndic my my real estate attorney from atlanta he probably won't be watching this at all but he charged 75000 for the legal fee yeah. you know in my closing Mm-hmm. and this morning i talked and my partner and i talked last night we said you know this is kind of quite a high because i paid 19500 for my last closing with them right so this is like so high but you know i said you know what i am so thankful what you have done 
And we did the call this morning. I said, you know, our investors, they're looking for every penny we have to return to them. Is there any way to come down? He yeah. says, yeah, Vinnie, I love working with you, you know, and everything. We make long story short, he said, I'll knock it down to 50,000. What? Just for asking, right? Just for asking, yeah. just for asking. Then I said, you know, is it okay if you could give us a little breakdown so that our investors, because we'll go over the closing statement, right? We always right. do that, total transparency. Can you knock it down another five? Yeah. <laughs> he went to 45. Oh so we went from 75 to 45. Yeah. Another operator might have just paid it. Yeah. You know, sure. and which is okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, he's building with me because I'm going to send in my students, my people closing over there in Atlanta area, and my other family lives there, all that, right? So yeah. it's the positives that grow more and more foster relationships, you know? Well, and, and you said before, when you uh, took care of the people who lost their money and, and the same as taking care of your vendors and your, and your investors now, like it takes a lot of time to build that trust and those relationships, but you can lose them, you know, instantly by not taking care of those people. So I think that's something for people to remember as well. Like, uh, you know, it takes time to build that trust in that sphere, but man, you can blow it quickly if you're not really doing what's right or sticking to it. That's the key thing. That's the key thing. You know, when there is a lot more money, my real estate attorney, Mr. Maiton Colgrove, rest his heart from Dallas, Texas. I mean, he's been with me 14 years. Mm -hmm. And Jay, I met him only four times, belly to belly. Right. In 14 years, I've only met him four times because I've been in Dallas twice. Uh-huh. And I think another time I was another place and another place. No, I was there in Dallas maybe four times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different times. So we did that. But the good part is he overlooks all my contracts, all my businesses. Mm-hmm. It's so good to pay the right people. Right. And I remember he charged me $4,950. I crossed it off, wrote <laughs> down $8,000 on his invoice. And Just I faxed the- it back to him. I said, Milton, no, 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 no. You put so much efforts into it. You yeah. know, I want to, you to double you know, charge me more. Yeah. He says, Vinnie, I've never seen anybody like you. He says, no, 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 no. You know, and I love because he goes by piece by piece, not by the hour. And he's the best real estate attorney in Dallas. Oh, wow. I know 3,000, 4,000 for the each closing from start to finish. That's crazy. Not nickel and dime you to death, you know? Yeah, yeah. which happens a lot, right? That happens, which happens a, lot. a lot. Oh, yes. I mean, a lot of attorneys don't want to even look at your document unless they have an agreement signed by you as a retainer for $2,500 to $5,000 first. Right. And then they say, we'll bill you at $650 an hour or $475 an hour or things like that. Right. You know, I got Milton from... Uh, it's called prepaid legal at that time, which oh, is Zoom now. It's yeah. like, uh, what is called legal Zoom, legal right? Zoom, yeah. yeah. So I got him. We could afford nothing. I'm telling you, $25 a month we could pay this service, prepaid legal, and they will give us attorneys anywhere in USA, Yeah, real estate attorneys, and they will look at the documents 10 pages long for free. So we got Milton to join us from there. 
Oh, that's awesome. And he let the legal Zoom go, but he loved the relationship. He says, Vinny, I would love to work with you from this point forward and I'll give reduce down my, you know, hourly rate to very small rate, you know, whatever. So it's how the fostering works, right? Uh, he grew he grew with you. He grew with me. Yeah. And now he's seen my successes. And he says, Vinny, I mean, you know, and thanks to him and Kim Lisa Taylor, my other syndication attorney, uh-huh. who has done 26 of my PPMs. Gene Trowbridge, right from your backyard, mm-hmm. right there. Gene is a great friend of mine. Gene and Kim Lisa Taylor were together and mm-hmm. they did all these offerings for me, you know, and I love to stick with the very best in the nation. Right. Yeah. Once you, and once you have it, you've got to stick to it, right? Yeah. (laughs) It would be too painful to go somewhere else. Uh, No, that's huge. And it goes to like the the other point of you have to build that team and you have to build a team you can trust. And that's why I think that sometimes for people like uh, investing in the funds, like your fund is such a good opportunity because you've already, you know, you and your partners have already built those teams and those structures to do that. I think, I mean, like you said, it didn't, you didn't start doing this overnight. You know, this is, you've accumulated years, 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 years of your experiences and not all of them pleasant, right. To learn these things. Um, so, so sometimes you have to have only one interest in mind Mm -hmm. that is saving the preservation of capital of the investors as a syndicator you Mm -hmm. know i have the fiduciary responsibility towards the money of my investors they've given me 156 million dollars by the way you know that's a lot of money you know and i'm on the loan on every single deal all 34 deals are not my lp deals they are my gp deals as the principal and the stock you know and everything but you're right i think it's that you know, having, and my wife and I, we own, our business is very small, mom and pop, you uh-huh. know, even though numbers are big. My wife is investor relations uh, VP. My daughter, our daughter, Monica, is actually our VP of uh, operations. And then we got uh, Anna Martinez, our VP of uh, finance, who's uh-huh. been with us for 14 years. Oh, wow. uh, Shrishi Garrett, nine years, I think, is our senior re- uh, accounts payable manager, all those people, right? So building the team and then having Milton Colgrove and Kim Taylor and Nick McGrew and other people, all that, you know, keeping the good solid team is so, so important. And John Rusin, of course, with the academy. So we have five companies now with the academy. So we are into all different things. Yeah. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I got to communicate a little bit with John with the setting up for yes. this. It yes. seems like a very, very good guy as well. So Wonderful. congrats on, I mean, honestly, I think that's a huge thing too, is just congratulations on putting together such a great team and people that you trust. I think that's not an easy feat. Thank you. Well, well, Vinny, I, I just want to thanks, thank you again for taking the time today and sharing some of your experiences with us. If for people that have other questions for you and stuff, obviously we're going to have your links up and uh, everything to some of your materials. And if anyone listening wants to go to expertishpodcast.com and ask any other questions, or if there are other subjects or want us to get more answers for you on this one, just go ahead and uh, throw that in there. Send us a message from that site. And Vinny, any last things that you want to put out before we go? You know, thank you so much for your time. And I 
wish you all the best your team and your partners i know you are in the right business with the multi family i chose this about 16 years back and mm-hmm. ever looking back it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger uh, you know for being active or passively i hope everybody listening to us take that small step or a big step if you are already into please do the syndication world is a wonderful business pulling joint partnerships syndication it's not a gorilla at all you know and if you like to i put it all in that five plates that i spin in the book i got over 400 reviews in just a year and a half all across the world so please look into that or google me you know vinny chopra lot of free content is there all over the internet and please you know look into that and youtube channel and all these places you know i'm all over yeah Awesome. Yeah, I I listened to a few of your YouTube some really good stuff on there as well. So, you. Uh, you you do you have just a, a ton of information out there. So, absolutely people should uh, We're doing more and more by the way. My whole thinking is I want to give everything for free. My right. team says, "Vinny, my gosh, you're spending so much money into editing and this." I said, "That's okay. You know, the more we give, the more we get." And we just did this symposium, passive wealth symposium for the last two days in the weekend. and we had 16 speakers so we are actually putting that also out there there were hundreds of people who joined us and they stayed through the two days oh, i've awesome. seen speakers leave and come back and just join and leave like 25 people at, at the end left but right. we went over time answering their questions so i just will put a little plug if you missed yeah. us you know you could go to passivewealthsymposium.com kind of check us out there so we are looking forward to that yeah, yeah i'm going to look at that one as well i didn't catch that one before oh, so oh yeah passivewealthsymposium.com that's our domain name we'll be holding uh, next march again and okay. it's got a lot of different types not only just multifamily senior living but mobile home park the top person covers that and the storage units top people cover that a lot of great other operators we brought them in yeah yeah awesome vinny thank you so much and thanks for continuing to share all your info thank you so much thank you jay